Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, this episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. And once again, I'm loving today's show as we have Brian Masalamon to talk about Mel Tucker's offered historic extension. And then we are joined by Jay Stevens of Locked on Buckeyes to break down MSU versus OSU. Let's go. You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello there. Happy Friday to you wonderful Spartan fans and also you wonderful Locked on Spartans listeners. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of That's Right, Locked on Spartans. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. And before going any further, I just want to thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked on Podcast Network. Before going any further into our fun-filled episode, I uh, just want to make sure to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and also... If you have any questions, comments, you need to yell at me for any reason, or you want to be yelled at for whatever reason, hit me up, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. That's right, we do this five days a week. We had an awesome recap episode on Thursday after well, MSU's 4,000-point win over Butler on Wednesday night. And yeah, it's just been a, a, another fun week of shows and won't change at all next week, as I'm sure uh, a lot's going to unfold here, whether it be after the Ohio State game or if anything should happen with Mel Tucker's extension being finalized. Buckle up. It's going to be a heck of a week as we head into Thanksgiving. So without further ado, uh, yeah, let's get to our first interview with Brian Masalem. Uh That's right, former MSU uh, football player, former board of trustee, uh, current guy that's just super, super plugged in, and also... That's right, he's in the podcast game too, co-host of Inside the Locker Room. So, awesome chat with him, and I know you guys will love it. So, let's get to him. Our guy, Brian Masalem. I am generously joined by former MSU football player and current co-host of Inside the Locker Room podcast with Jason Strayhorn. Yes, I'm talking about the one, the only, Brian Masalem. Brian, thank you so much for taking time out of your pretty busy week. How you doing, man? You doing okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't. Uh, <laughs> the one and the only is kind of funny, but uh, just the same old Brian. I'm I'm blessed. Everybody's good. How about you? How's your week? Thank you for having me. I can't complain. I mean, Michigan State basketball beat Butler by a thousand. Uh, the, the Mel Tucker news seems to be going in the right direction. So yeah, it's tough to break my spirit right now. Um, and of course, it's kind of where I want to start the conversation. You know, the, the news of the week: MSU offering this historic deal to Mel Tucker to make him. Not just one of the highest paid college coaches, but also the highest paid African American coach in any sport. So, I mean, you're a pretty plugged in guy. How, how many conversations throughout this extension did you just hear about versus actually like sat in on? Like, how close to this whole thing were you? Um, you know, I I don't want to get into like the, the specific details and stuff. I mean, I sure. I will say this that. Uh, you know, I think uh, Coach Tucker earned his own pay raise. Uh, you know, over the summer we had a dinner with with Matt and uh, Saint, and um, you know, Coach really, really developed a strong bond with those two guys, and they liked them on a personal level. I think, uh, you know, and obviously the winning, winning, winning helps. But but these, you know, and they see the talent, right? These two guys are very successful, have built their own businesses. They understand when they see talent. 
but they're not transactional. Uh, they want real relationships. And I think, you know, I think uh, Mel Tucker went out and earned his own raise by, by really developing a close relationship with these two and a close bond. And, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if, if there was another coach in this stage at nine and one, I'm, I'm not sure that, that they would have jumped in the way that they did, but, but, you know, he's developed a, a, an excellent relationship with them. And, you know, it's, that to me, you know, like Matt's all, Matt and, and Sane are all about relationships. You know, they're, they have no ego. Uh, they're not looking for publicity. They're not looking for thank yous. They, they obviously, they're very passionate about MSU. They love Michigan State University. Uh, they want to see the university do well. Um, but, but they're not transactional in their relationships and they're very loyal. And I think, uh, you know, Mel, Mel went out and, 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 and is going to, is going to earn what he's going to earn. He did it, did it on his own, quite frankly. And one fascinating thing that you guys had a refrain of on your inside the locker room podcast is that, you know, Mel Tucker didn't ask for this extension. So do you know like how this even came about? Is it Matt and uh, Steve St. Andre approaching the like department? Is it the department coming to them? Is it a little cocktail of both or how does this extension even come to be without Mel asking for one? You know, I'd love to tell you, and I just don't want to get into all the mechanics because there's a lot of, a lot of sidebars. I don't want to get into exactly how all this came about. Um, but let's let's just say that um, I mean his relationship with Matt and, and Steve, and um, you know, really carried the day at the end of the day. I mean, that's what it really boiled down to. And I think um, you know they have a they have an affinity for him, and they see. They see where you know this new this next era of college football with NIL, with social mm-hmm. media, with recruiting. Like they get it, right? They they get it that that what the future holds for college athletics, and and having a, a, a Mel Tucker who who is a very respected African American coach who not only is re- respected for his recruiting prowess, but he's really highly regarded in, in the boardroom, as we talked about on the inside of the locker room, schematically with his X's and O's. And he's learned from the best team. He's coached at the best places. And so they, 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 they know when they see greatness and potential for greatness. And so I think, like, you know, instead of getting into all the details of how and who and what and where, I think um, really that, that's the, the main takeaway from this, is that these guys are putting up their money to the university because he developed a personal relationship with both of them. And, uh, cause that's what they're all about. Those two guys, those guys, you know, are very close friends of mine. You know, they're like brothers to me and, um, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're, I know them very, very well and I know how they think and they're not looking for pats on the back and, you know, kudos to Mel and, and how he, he gained and earned their trust. And just when it comes to the, the former player of you, the, the supporter of the program of you, and now this is a broad question, but, what excites you the most about the future of Mel Tucker? Should he sign th- this extension to stay at Michigan State? I know that's there's probably a thousand different answers, but is there one that really sticks out to you for for the the near future if this deal gets inked? I, I've been recruiting. He gets he knows that the the, the, the bloodline and the lifeline to college football. Mm-hmm. He knows how important it is. He knows how important social media is. You know, you see the kids, what he knows what this generation of, of uh, kid is looking for. Uh, you, you see it with his tweets and, his, uh, you know, the way he had, carries himself on Twitter and the way he dresses and his cigars and his glasses. And he just gets it. He knows he knows this next generation. And, you know, uh, like it's a very, very powerful thing as an African-American coach to walk into walk into a, a, an African-American house and say, um, you know, 
I know you're, I know where you've been. I know your struggles or I know about how your life has gone and I'm going to take your son and I'm going to protect your son and he's going to be my son. Those are, those are very powerful, powerful things that, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that you can't coach, you can't teach, you know, where I believe a good Jim Harbaugh and quite frankly, Ryan Day, when he goes into Cleveland and goes into Ohio, does not stand a chance against Mel Tucker once he gets his machine rolling. And you're going to see those results. I mean, if this deal goes through the way that we think it's going to go through, you're going to see, you know, Michigan State sitting at the big boy table. And, and uh, you know, this is, you know, if, if everything goes down the way we believe it's going to go down, this is going to send a, a very, very clear message to the rest of the country that uh, Michigan State's sitting at the big boy table. And we are certainly not done talking about the Mel Tucker extension and all things surrounding it just yet. But first, I just need to talk to you fine folks about... Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's right, McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. That's a long time. Uh, McDonald's has always been a place more than just, you know, to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends, families, fans, rivals, you name it, can come and reconnect. Uh, I know that, you know, I stopped McDonald's quite a bit after games in East Lansing. Just did it last Saturday. Smashed, smashed some McChickens on the way home. And yeah, I know that you've probably stopped after uh, a nice MSU win as well, or perhaps on your way to and from a road game. McDonald's is just the best, and not just for their awesome food or their delicious coffee, but also it's just nice to get out, stretch your legs out a little bit, connect to the Wi-Fi, and yeah, just take the load off inside of their... Just incredible interiors. Um, it's, it's the decor inside of McDonald's now just really is a chef's kiss. It is, it is fantastic. Sensational. Um, guys, well, we'll say it one more time. It's a great place to refuel, reconnect, just chill out, get tasty, affordable food. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say? Locked on Spartan's Watch Party. Ooh, that's right. All right, guys. That's McDonald's. Probably serving community since 1965. ba da ba ba I'm loving it. Before getting back to Brian Masalem, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. And you know what? That's kind of just where I wanted to go because also on the Inside the Locker Room podcast, you said this would send a message and it would send shockwaves through. I mean, is it is it just a matter of time before the the, the world really sends like gets the shockwaves or have they already started with this offer uh, just to even show that MSU is already in the big boy club? Uh, you know, I mean, MSU is making a statement, right? I mean, they're making a statement that, totally. you know, that we want to, we want to enter. I mean, like you got to give them, listen, hats off to, to everybody, the administration and, and uh, you got to give them credit. I mean, you got to give uh, uh, the board of trustees, you got to give Alan Haller. You got to give President Stanley credit. You know, regardless of what those uh, what those con- other conversations were, um, you know, c- clearly that you know that they mean business. I mean, they're, they're you know they're they're they want to see it at that table. So, a lot you know a lot of those reports out there um, were not totally accurate. Um, yeah. Some were were you know some were a little accurate. Some had bits and pieces. You know, we, we tried to clear things up without getting too detailed, you know, to the level of detail that we know. Um, we're also, I'm very superstitious. I don't want, we don't want to jinx anything because nothing is done. Nothing is confirmed. Nothing is. I'm like you, totally. <laughs> you know, right we, I worry about that kind of stuff, you know, so I was very, very, you know, if, 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 and, 
And so, uh, you know, because, you know, I mean, things can go uh, sideways real quick. Uh, so, you know, we're, you know, we know what's at stake. We know, we know what's been offered. We know what's being negotiated. And, and so, um, I, I, you know, I mean, uh, those reports came out yesterday uh, with the dollar figure. You know, we didn't, we didn't want to release that dollar figure um, and talk about that dollar figure. But, you know, there's people talk all over. So uh, it's a big number. And, and it's, um, I mean, it's, you know, if you think about it, right, if you really think about, you know, exactly what Jason Strayhorn said. Right. If, if this thing goes down the way that we think it's going to go down and, and, and Mel Tucker now is now the highest paid African-American coach in all of sports. I, I'm just not sure you can send a more, a more powerful message of what mm -hmm. Michigan State stands for. You know, given Michigan State's history, when you look at uh, the integration of African-American players back to Duffy Doherty, I mean, Michigan State was one of the first schools to, to, to integrate. So Michigan State has a tremendous history when it comes to you know, uh, integration, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, uh, you know, this right here, I mean, this right here kind of puts a, a cherry on top of the uh, uh, icing on the cake, uh, as they would say. Uh, you know, and so, I, I, you know, I think, I think um, you know, my wish would be uh, going forward, I, I'm hoping we can find, um, you know, the, some women's sports, some help. And that there's, um, you know, there's um, some gender equity involved. I know we can't ask Matt Ishbia and Steve St. Andre to do, do everything. I know that they believe, you know, that, that uh, helping football and basketball is a halo effect, that it helps every other sport. And I get that, that tremendous logic. And hopefully other donors step up where we're able to help some of the women's sports. So there's, you know, there's more of a, a gender balance. But uh, th this is a, this is a, this is a shot. I mean, this is this is uh, this is this is not Michigan State University. This is not the old Michigan State University. Yeah. I mean, this is this is something now that that really you have a new generation of donor who 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 does not want a stale lunch or breakfast, a pregame reception, who doesn't need the coach to call them, you know, to tell them about recruiting. You know that you have a, a very aggressive young generation of wealthy donors that are willing to put their money where their mouth is. And, 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 you know, they're, they're more progressive. They know what the future holds. They know what talent holds. Uh, they have no ego. And it's really, really exciting to see. I mean, you saw Matt's donation, his, his original donation. I mean, look at the $32 yeah. million that he gave, right? He, nothing was named after him. I mean, he wanted everything named after Coach Izzo. He wanted the, the, the uh, entrance into the Breslin named after his parents. I mean, it's not, it's not about him. I mean, Steve San Andre didn't even want his name mentioned. I had to beg him. To let me mention his name on the, on the podcast, you know, and he's like, uh, you know, he he begrudgingly said, okay. I mean, so these guys, both these guys have no egos. They 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 are they just want real relationships. They want MSU to do well, and they want to help in a positive manner. Man, that just gives me fired off. What an exciting time to be a Spartan. This is this is so much fun. I'm having a blast, man. Um, before getting my last question, I just want to thank you so much for your time and you know just all your insights, everything that's unfolded so far. Um. Last question. I want to circle back to something at the start of the interview. You said uh, you're at a dinner with, you know, with Mel, you know, Matt Ishbia, Steve San Andre. How can a lowly podcast host get a get a seat at that table? What what are the uh, list of things I need to to check off to pull up a chair there? Like me? Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. Like no, 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 oh no, like <laughs> me, like me. <laughs> so oh yeah, welcome. Oh, perfect. You know, I mean, right. you I'll, know, I'll, I'll swing by. You're always welcome. Yeah, come on by. I mean, it was just, you know, it was, uh, 
It actually was a dinner that Robert Sala, the coach of the Jets, a cousin of mine. So he was coming into town. And um, and so I was taking off to dinner to meet Ishan Saint um, and a couple other guys. So I said, you know, let me invite Mel. Uh, and Mel confirmed, you know, Mel confirmed that Alan came with him. And then I said, you know, I might as well invite Coach Izzo. And so Coach Izzo confirmed, you know, so, uh, so he came down too. And uh, we just had a great time. I mean, we were there for uh, we were there for three hours, laughing, joking, and you know, from there, uh, hatched the relationship really of uh, between Mel and and Saint and Ish, and and then oh, it was just over the summer it started, and they got real really close to him. And you know, he's like Mel gets it. Mel Mel gets the donor relationship. You know, Mel gets. Uh, you know, uh, he understands how important fundraising is. He understands how important it is to be close to donors. But Mel, I mean, Mel told me in my 25 years of, of, of doing this, and, and remember, he has been at places where donors run the show. I mean, I'm talking, you know, uh, you know, LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, you know, I mean, maybe not at Alabama, but they're very influential, right? Mm-hmm. So he's been at places where donors have a ton of influence. And, and he told me that in my 25 years of doing this, I have never ever met anybody like Matt Ishbier, Steve Saint Andre. They just get it. And when he said that to me, he meant that. Like no ego, all about relationships. We're not putting your feet to the fire to hire guys. We're not demanding you go thirteen and zero every year. You know, we're gonna have real relationship. We're gonna help you the way we can. Like that's what he meant. I mean, that's what he meant by that. And and I mean that. That speaks volumes, right? To, you know, you look at Ogerano over there in LSU, right? A cup of mm-hmm. coffee, won the national championship, he's fired after 21 months. You know, they're calling for Dabo Sweeney's head right now. So Michigan State's a different place. I mean, Michigan State's a different place where, you know, you know, you know, obviously the expectations are gonna 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 increase, but you're not getting fired 21 months after winning a national championship at Michigan State, right? I mean, that's just not happening. Totally. You know, the expectation of the fan base. And uh, now we expect our, we expect to win and we want to compete for championships and we want to do all those things. But, we, you know, we, we won't turn on our coach after if he wins a national championship in 21 months. That just doesn't happen. And Mel, Mel recognizes that. Mel also knows that, you know, he's from Ohio. Uh, he's close to home. Ohio is very fertile territory to recruit. And uh, he's from Cleveland. And, and you just cannot tell me that that Mel Tucker can't compete with Ryan Day in Ohio once he gets mm-hmm. this machine rolling. You can't tell me. And and it, it's going to happen. You know, if this deal happens the way we think it's going to happen and it gets announced, this is going to happen. I mean, you're going to see Michigan State become an absolute behemoth in football. That you can take to the bank. I'm fired up now. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Man, That's Brian. the problem, right? I'm a former player, and I hear Tuck talking <laughs> in these pregame speeches. And I get all fired up, and I'm thinking I'm 47 years old. Like I need to chill out, you know. And, <laughs> you know, and he's on there saying, "Hell yeah, we ain't done yet." And I'm, 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 I'm ready to punch my wall, you know. I mean, I'm thinking, if he's getting me this way, how's he getting every, uh, you know, how how are the rest of the fans no kidding. feeling? You know, <laughs> no, so he's he's got no swag. Problem. He gets it. He gets the whole deal. Donor relations, swag. You know, his team buys into his philosophy. Next man up mentality. Knows how to handle the media. He's very, very, very intelligent. He's very detailed. His attention mm-hmm. to detail. He's learned from Nick. He's learned from Trex. 
I mean, he's learned from the, you know, some of the, some of the, you know, Kirby. I mean, he's learned, he's learned from some great coaches. So he knows, he knows what a national championship team looked like. And, and, and I want to, I want to point something out here, right? You know, yeah. This deal goes through, he becomes the highest paid African-American head coach. And the most powerful thing that he told me was, I want to be the first African-American head coach to win a national championship. And I want to do it at Michigan State. Love that. And I love, love that place and I want to be here. And that resonates, man. That is powerful. It ain't just about money. That Michigan State would be the place to do it, given their history of integration and the way they ex- accepted the African-American players, you know, back mm-hmm. to when there was segregation. And it would just, it would only be fitting that the first national championship won by an African-American head coach is at Michigan State. So, you know, we'll see. But skies look great. Yeah, hey, you know, so it's not done overnight, but, you know, stuff like this helps. <laughs> you know, it's certainly keeping your guy around that's done so well to start his tenure at Michigan State. Like, hey, you know what? One step at a time, baby. So, yeah, that's uh, one day at a time. That's awesome. Absolutely, man. Well, yeah. Brian, I, I can't thank you enough, man. Um, and yeah, hey, the next time you, Mel, Izzo, Sala, you know, Ishbia, Saint Andre get together for dinner, I'll, I'll be I'll happy to you. do bartending service. Yeah, please do. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll just be. A, I'll just stand in the corner with a lampshade over my head. I don't even need to like actually be in there. You know, I just want to be in the room. So appreciate that, Brian. I'll yeah, call but, you. Uh, hey, I'll call you. <laughs> until thank then, you though, hey, I really, really hope you enjoy the weekend, and I uh, can't thank you enough for uh, for joining in. Yeah, hey, check I them out inside the locker room. Me. Awesome show. So thank you so much. Thank you. Take care and go green. Hey, go white. Thanks a lot, Brian. Appreciate it. And a massive thank you to Brian Masalem for coming by and being really generous with his time. Uh, I asked for 10 minutes and he gave us 20, so he was fantastic and, of course, had all sorts of insight there. So, yeah, we'll we'll see if and when this gets finalized. Uh, yeah, so just stay tuned to that. I'm sure, uh, sure we're not done talking about this just yet. Uh, also, we got to talk about this Ohio State-Michigan State game, and uh, we got Jay Stevens on to help us out. That's right, the host of Locked On Buckeyes, who has the most golden voice in the Locked On Podcast Network. You'll find this out in a little bit, but first I need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. That's right, BetOnline, we are back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the football and basketball action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just smash in that promo code Locked On. that's one word, Locked On, and that will get you your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. From basketball to football to NHL, to boxing, to golf, to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. One more time, guys. That's BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And also, start your workout, start your day, start your road trip, start, just start your life with Built Bar. That's right, guys. We are talking about the tastiest, tastiest protein bar in the world. If you don't believe me, um, well, it's, you got to try it for yourself. Don't. We'll, we'll get to the promo code on the website later on. But I, I just need to hype up Built Bar a little more here. Uh, and you might think that you know you're already fine with your protein bar. You got the protein bar for you as you bite into some ridiculous, you know, waxy brown wrapped 
pencil shaving delight that you're just trying to choke down and convince yourself tastes somewhat good. No, no, that's not what Built Bar is. Built Bar, when you bite into that soft, delicious chewiness covered in 100% real chocolate, you know you're tasting something different. And it's not just great on the taste buds, guys. It is great on the body as well. The body! We're talking low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So yes, it is not just a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it is just good for you, really. And check out these flavors, guys. we got coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. They offer a mixed box, too. My guy T-Dog, he just got a mixed box, and he's already digging into them, and he loves them, and I know you'll love it, too. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. One more time, guys. That's promo code LOCKED15, all one word, for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's uh, learn about the Buckeyes with our guy, Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes. Greetings, everyone. If you're part of the Locked On Spartans listenership or the Locked On Buckeyes listenership, one way or another, you are part of the Locked On Always Beating the Michigan Wolverines podcast listenership. It's me, Matt Sheehan. How's it going, everyone? But more importantly, hey, Jay Stevens, what's happening, man? How you doing? You doing okay? Yeah, Matt, doing pretty well. Get ready for some basketball on a Wednesday night. Chopping it up with you. Your boy Mel Tucker looks like he looks like he's about to get the bag. So he's getting the bag. Got a big game this weekend. Big game tonight for you guys in basketball. Ohio State plays Xavier on Thursday evening. So a lot of good stuff going on right now. No doubt about it. So yeah, I mean. It, vibes are so high right now in, in MSU Spartan land, if you will. Mel Tucker's uh, getting the Brinks truck brought to his driveway right this very minute. And I want to keep these vibes high for us. So when it comes to talking about the Buckeye-Spartan game this Saturday, how, how does MSU win this game? Like, Is there anything that concerns you about Ohio State that should somewhat excite us Spartan fans? Let's just start start there. It really just depends on if it becomes to getting a, being a shootout. And I say a shootout saying not that Ohio State can't score the ball. Ohio State can score the ball. It's a shootout where the Ohio State Buckeyes get no pass rush. Because we have seen games this year. I mean, we saw last week at different situations. But if it was a shootout and Ohio State gets no pass rush, this secondary is kind of vulnerable at times. They have issues. And if you're going to blitz a guy or two, then you may play man-to-man. There's issues there as well. So, Sometimes it's the pass defense of Ohio State that kind of makes me a little bit nervous. But I think that might be it because, well, you guys will have to score 45 points plus to probably win this one. Yeah, no no doubt about it. So, like, when it comes to, like, the defensive line of that front for Ohio State, who scares you more then? Is it the passing attack with Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed? Or is it the Heisman front runner right now in Kenneth Walker? Who's going to keep you up at night a little more for Buckeye fans? So it's a little twofold. Um, honestly, I think it's a little bit of Kenneth Walker the third, but he has to go off for me to be nervous about Peyton Thorne. Very similar to the Tennessee Titans, you might, you might want to say with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry when he's healthy. Ryan Tannehill flourishes when Derrick Henry's running the ball and he's destroying linebackers, defensive backs, things of that nature. Similar, similar I think, to the way that Peyton Thorne is. I think that if Peyton Thorne is throwing for 350 and – Kenneth Walker the third has 150 on the ground and three touchdowns. That's kind of the recipe where I'm like, wait a minute, they're hitting on all cylinders. What's the offense doing? Because the defense can't stop them. So this was a fun start to talk about, like, you know, good things for Michigan State. But let's slowly morph into, of course, well, the bulk of the conversation is going to be how good Ohio State is and how they're absolutely thrashing everyone they've played since the Oregon game. 
So I kind of want to start there. Like ever since the Oregon game, what has been drastically different since that fateful afternoon back in what seems like nine months ago now in September, right? Certain changes on defense and a lot of guys getting just their feet were getting more experience on the football field. Teams team is young or was, I mean, it's so much now game 11. You can't really be as young as you were game two, Yeah, but the team was young and they got exposed and it wasn't just young. It was doing things that didn't make any sense. I've always questioned some things that the coaches have been coaching all season long, even to this day, even though it's his game number 11, I've been questioning a lot of the coaching decisions that have been gone that have been done or made every single week. And so that's kind of the thing that's changed, but also the offense has kind of been hitting its stride from Stroud getting more experience, Trevion Henderson realizing where he can hit his holes, Mayan Williams a running back, learning a lot of things there. A lot of it's the offense, but a lot of it is just game experience. And with game experience, this team has gained confidence. And we have seen, what, 50 point, 54, 50 plus point games for Ohio State this year. Like that's things you don't normally hear about in a yeah. college football season. Yeah, and okay, well, time to stop avoiding the topic of conversation now because, of course, Michigan State fans are terrified of the Ohio State offense, and for great reason. They're scoring, I think, it's what, 92.7 points per game so far this season? Like, it's been think so. Think so. Out, of, out of control. I might be rounding down there. Um, what makes C.J. Stroud so good? Well, what is what is it about him that just has him also in that Heisman frontrunner pack? His anticipation. Ah, he, he's able to anticipate <laughs> awesome <laughs> he's able to anticipate throws and do it in a way that you normally see i'm gonna make a statement i'm not gonna say that he's going to be what i'm about to say but he's doing things like nfl quarterbacks are when it comes to the anticipation mm-hmm. type of route now i'm not saying stroud's going to be future hall of famer i'm not not going on that road not hyper hyperbole in that way but he is, his anticipation of throws and of routes and throwing guys, I'd say he's throwing guys open, but he's anticipating not only what his receiver will do, but also what the defender will do. And it's boom, 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 right down the field. Now, it does help when you have a guy that's in a Blitnikoff, uh, Blitnikoff semifinalist, and you have guys on there that could also be on the semifinalist, that it helps you be a better quarterback. But his anticipation and his grasp of what defenses are trying to do He's really grown since that Oregon game, since missing the the Akron game early in the year. He has just been going crazy ever since. Yeah, I feel like whenever I tap into a Buckeye game, like I'm just wowed by his pocket presence really too. I mean, so does he get too far outside the pocket though? And I guess how mobile of a quarterback is he? Because hey, Ohio State's no stranger to having a mobile quarterback. Is that kind of what Stroud does as well? Or is he more of a, a pocket guy? You know, Matt, that's very interesting. You you realize that you bring that up because it was about a week ago, maybe two two games ago now, people were saying Stroud needs to run more, saying that he needs to be more of a mobile quarterback. Stroud is really good in the pocket. They do call some rollout plays and um, bootlegs for him to get outside on the run, to get in space a little bit, to really manipulate the linebacker or defender who's right there in front of him with the receiver that's there as well. Stroud does not run as much as I think he should. He's not your mobile. He's not like a guy like Justin Fields where – he, he, you know he's mobile. He's going to yeah. use his mobility and use his legs to beat you past the line of scrimmage. Stroud is a guy that wants to stay behind the line of scrimmage, throw the ball, move the ball downfield with his arm. I think there's a game somewhere down here, may it be this week, may it be against Michigan, where he is going to use his legs more than he has to get downfield. Just an added wrinkle to prove that he is a quarterback that can do it both with his arm and with his legs. He hasn't done it. He, I believe he can. Just not sure if or when it'll happen. How do you feel about 
the offensive line play this year. Like, I, I, and I'm still avoiding a topic I don't want to bring up in your three incredible receivers or Travion Henderson. So before we get to those position groups, is there any hope that MSU can possibly exploit the offensive line? Maybe, perhaps. So there's a possibility. The one type of time that – the one type of time, that doesn't make any sense. The one time that Ohio State's offensive line has been vulnerable – it's been against either an odd front, 3-3-5 three, three, with that Tulsa runs. That gave them some fits early. Yeah. Also gave C.J. C.J. Strauss some fits because he had never seen three linebackers on the field and five DBs, variations, blitz packages coming. It really kind of gave it an added wrinkle. So a three-down three lineman front or really good linebackers that can mix things up, either blitzing or that can guard one-on-one with tight ends or some receivers. Those are the things that kind of trick up the offensive line because in a three-down lineman, you're not sure where that other, the fourth rusher is going to come from, or may it be a fifth. You're not sure where that's coming. Those are the things that have slowed them down. The one thing where I think it's aided them, bro, they're playing four tackles. I mean, they're two guards, are literally offensive tackles, and that has been what's really helped them at times in the run game. If there's a way for Michigan State to disrupt this offensive line, bring pressure. If you try to blitz them with four, if you try to rush it with four, they'll probably get you. Some twists and stunts between the D linemen will confuse them at times. But for the most part, the tackles have been amazing. The in, the guards have been amazing in, run, in runs. They have some issues, but they have been a good in, in the running game as well. But bringing pressure and well-timed and moving of the linemen, slanting, um, moving before pre-snap, that can confuse these guys even in game 11. I think that's going to have to be the blueprint too for Michigan State because point blank, our secondary, the safeties are fine. Like they're good, but it's the cornerbacks are, are not just shaky. They're also like dead. Like we're, we're like, I might have to play cornerback this weekend. Like there's like no health there. So let's just get into the scariest part of the game for the Michigan State fans is those receivers that you Buckeyes have. What makes them so incredible? Is it just like how physically imposing they are? Is it their speed? Like to, Take it away and just get me shook for Saturday, please. The, what makes them so good is they could beat you in so many different ways. Now, this is a little uh, n- nuanced or maybe nerd type stuff. I know, Matt, you'll, you'll love this. They can beat you <sighs> off the line. Awesome. I, they can beat you <laughs> in the middle of their route. They'll pick and choose where, how they're going to break out of the route, how they're going to burst out in the middle of a said route. They can beat you also. They also high point the ball, and then they do get over top of said defender, whatever it might be. And if it's a one-on-one situation, these guys aren't 6'4", 6'5", Megatron type of receivers. But they can still go up and get the ball. So I, the scary part, you want to mention scary, let's talk about scary. Ohio State has receivers that, that freshmen, uh, a couple of freshmen that are amazing. They have a guy in Julian Fleming that's been battling some injuries and also is not one of the top three guys. That if they happen to come on the field due to injury, hope it doesn't happen. I have, I have faith in them as well to move the ball because, I mean – We've seen how your pass defense is, and some fans just only look at the numbers, and we see how that goes too. Yeah, of course. And you know what? There's actually one other position group that scares me maybe a little more than receiver. Is your kicker planning on missing a field goal this year, or what? what's his deal? Why does every single time I watch a Buckeye game, he's flushing these things in as as up through the middle of the uprights as you possibly can? Like, why? Why? He's got to miss eventually, right? We're not looking for the announcer jinx right now, bro. We're not. You could have just done that to yourself. I am. What do you think I'm on here for? Come on, man. <laughs> working this thing. I mean, I, he is. The, that's the one position where going into the season, I was very, very nervous about yeah. what he's going to do. I looked at his stats. I looked at what he did at North Carolina. 
all right, Ruggles, come on to Columbus. We'll have you. Um, hopefully, if, if you win this battle, hopefully you're 80%, 82%. Like, these are my expectations. Yeah. Not 100% no. in winning games <laughs> because of his leg. I was not expecting yeah. that. So, I surely hope – oh, he's he's kick, making kicks in the cold, in the wind. The elements have not changed any. Like, it, it may have helped him. I don't know. No, I, I – I hope, I hope, I hope he just continues with this magical leg this year because it's been so much fun for him to just go on the field and ease and take away all anxiety knowing that he's going to make the kick. That's the thing. It's like MSU's, the, like their whole bit is Ben, don't break. You, you hold your opposition to a field goal attempt and hey, sometimes they miss it. But now like Saturday, it's no, like it is going to be three points once the Buckeyes cross like the 30 yard line. So that's just. <sighs> Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You said 30 points once they cross the 30. What you don't mean that they're just going to get in the field goal range once they get like once they get to their own 40, you don't expect them to just go ahead and get more 30, like 30 plus yards to get there. Cause I mean this offense and the way that I think things might go, if they hit their if they hit the Michigan State 40, no, their own 40 or 45, it, it could be, oh, they're automatically going to get 15 more yards to go ahead yeah. and get in field goal range. Not that's 15, what I'm math is off, but you know what I'm saying. No, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah, because that uh, once again, that's been the MO is that Final score, you know, it's not that bad. Like, it's not like MSU is getting lit up by their opposition. If we'll take away the Purdue game, that is. But it's because uh, the red zone defense has been kind of pretty good for, for Michigan State. Like, that's that's the name of the game, and that's why we're nine and one. Because yeah, everyone looks at that gaudy number. They give up the most pass yards in the nation. Yeah, teams move the ball between the twenties. It's can you bat down the hatches once the other team gets inside the 20-yard line? And hey, they've done a pretty solid job at that so far this season. But, yeah, when you have Mr. Automatic as your kicker, that's uh, not 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 so fun. That's, yeah, so. Another week down of shows, and my goodness gracious, uh, yeah, another thrilling week because that's just how things are in East Lansing. Uh, whether it be the 9-1 football team, the, the basketball team that's poised for a solid season, or, heck, just – you know, offering a nice little historic extension to your head football coach. Oh boy, it is a fun time to be a Spartan, isn't it? Then again, does a fun time to be a Spartan. Uh, before going any further, guys, just want to thank you for uh, another week of listening. Whether you listen to just one segment or you listen to all five shows this week, I uh, just love you all. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for your support. Love the listenership uh, that we have here, and it's always fun going back and forth with you guys, whether it be email or Twitter or on the off chance that I've run into you uh, in the streets of East Lansing on a nice, chilly Saturday afternoon that's happened here and there, which has just been awesome. So really, uh, really appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, thanks thanks for just being the best, every single one of you. Uh, and yeah, hey, got to say it one more time. Thanks for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And if you're looking for a second listen, Go check out Locked on Bets. That's right, as your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. All right, guys. Hey, let's have a weekend. Mix in a water here and there. But, yeah, let's have a weekend. Go green, baby.